My name is Audrey Powell, and this is NYC. And we are back with episode three, and I am joined by the lovely Ellie Hurdle. Hi, Ellie. Hi, Audrey. <laughs> so we are here at my apartment. I just went to a cardio class. I smell awful, and Ellie is putting up with it. Um, I don't smell you. Well, that's good. I just feel smelly. You know when you just feel it? Sure. Yeah. So, Ellie, it is time to spill the tea with NYC. Ellie, tell us a little bit about your journey to getting to New York, all the details. Sure. I came up in April of 2018 and looked for apartments with my sweet, sweet mother and my roommates. And uh, we saw, like, 15 places in one weekend. We had kind of a nightmarish time, but... (laughs) At the end of the day, we have a super cute, expensive apartment in (laughs) Midtown East, and I love it, and I'm definitely going to have to move, so... uh, But you... So you got that back in April. Yeah. So you signed your lease before you moved up. Correct. Okay, because I guess it was different, because I didn't sign a lease until after I was up here. No, they made us do that while we were here. Oh my gosh, so you signed, you found the place, signed the lease all in two days? That is not correct information. Um, Yes. Lies and propaganda. Lies and propaganda. We found a place, it was our dream place, we were so psyched about it, and then it all fell through after we went back to Texas, and so we ended up finding another place and signing electronically a week later. I didn't know that. Yeah. I feel like you told me, but I... It was a hot mess, Um, but I mean, it was still within the same week. Okay. I mean, real estate here moves so quickly anyway. Yes. I think, actually, I signed my lease in the span of three days. Yeah, I mean, in retrospect, we came up too early. We looked too early because we wanted to move up mid-May, early June, and we were looking at the last weekend of April, but it's like, ultimately, you only need like three weeks. Good to know. Everybody, good to know. But you moved up literally right after graduation. Yes. You grew up in Fort Worth. Um, Yeah, I grew up in Fort Worth. And then I went to college for a single semester in New (laughs) Jersey. And then I went back to Fort Worth. And um, yeah, I think that made it easier, though, to move to New York. Really? Because it was like, okay, I've done a lot of things here. Yeah. Like, let's start a whole new chapter. That, I didn't really think about that. I guess in my head I was like, oh my gosh, you spent so much time in this place, you're so used to it, and then you go to somewhere that is the opposite of Fort Worth, Texas. Right. No, I mean, for me it was more like a happy goodbye. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it was good. I didn't have a lot of regrets or any, really. No regrets. No regrets. None. None. I guess when I went, so I spent the summer in Fort Worth, and then I went home for like a month, and I'd just gotten used to being home. And then it was like, okay, time to get your bags and move up to New York. And I think that was way more of an adjustment because I had been in Texas, then Alabama, then New York. And it's like, I don't even know what I'm doing. Right. But we also, there are so many TCU people up here. Yeah. But not when, no, when I moved, it was just Sarah and Samantha and me. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And now all of us are up here. Yeah, but that was so fun for me because I'd be like, oh, we're getting another one. Oh yeah. Oh, we get another friend. But Ellie and I, like, we weren't back at a friend's Not until, until senior year. Right. Yeah. When we drove, I don't <laughs> even know, 22 hours in one weekend? Was it more? It was more. 
It was, I think it was 13 and a half hours there and 13 and a half hours back. Oh, my God. So yeah, 27. 27. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we went through six states. Yes. To go to a pre-screen, like, in... Well, I can't even say pre-screen because it was in person. It was... Yeah, but it was still a screening process to get through to go to this theater conference where you get to audition for theaters. And get summer stock jobs. That's the um, goal. We went through six states, and I remember the night that we were driving there, it was like one o'clock in the morning, and I was driving, and we were in my car, and I was falling asleep. And you were like, Audrey, are you okay? And I was like, I'm good, I'm good, like everything's fine. I was dying up there. I can't sleep in the car, so I was, my job was just to keep the driver awake. And the most famous story from that trip is Ellie getting pulled over. <laughs> no! No! We had literally just left. <laughs> I was incredibly sick. You were. Like, I had a horrible cold, and I was the first driver of the day, and so I get in the car at, like, 8 a.m. or whenever Before, it was. Before, I think. Because oh, we had to be back in Fort Worth. You're right. You're right. I, we, I mean, maybe six, maybe five. But I was driver numero uno, and so I was like, okay, everybody, get in the car. And I, what, 15 minutes out? 20? We were in yeah. Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And <laughs> I'm going too fast. How fast are you going? Like 90? 86 miles per hour. <laughs> <laughs> and there's just a cop, like, hiding in a freaking ditch. And he, like, Classic. W- crawls out. <laughs> and Audrey was like, oh, no. I was like, no, I'm not getting pulled over, right? We She's did. like, you're getting pulled over. You're getting pulled over. And so we had to pull over. And he's like, license and registration. He had no sympathy. It was Officer n- Cleophis, if you're listening, <laughs> I still am bitter about this. Yes, Officer Cleophis, just know you're getting a shout out on NYC, but we're still mad. My ticket was like $230. And Rhett slept through the whole thing in the backseat. Rhett also, mind you, is the scariest driver I have ever been in the car with, and he doesn't get a ticket, but I do. It was just very bad timing. He was waiting for you. Officer Cleophis was waiting in that ditch for you. I believe that to be true. But yes, we suffered through that trip together. And I was like, oh, Ellie and I should be friends. Yeah. And then we started hanging out more. Ellie also got me on the buses, which was my first survival tip of the week. Yeah. I was scared of them. No, they're great. Which you actually have a lovely bus story. Okay, that doesn't, like, plug the buses, though. Like, yeah, but it's really funny. Okay. The buses are great. Don't get me they wrong. They are. Uh, I would like to start a petition for the MTA to remove fabric seats from the buses, though. Um, That's a great idea. I really think that they should not be that way. The subway seats aren't. Like, it's gross. But the reason that I think it is particularly disgusting <laughs> is because one day I was sitting, just sitting on the bus, and across from me was... A guy who was sitting there on a sheet of newspaper. And I was like, okay, that's kind of weird. He's clearly disheveled. Like, didn't smell the best. (laughs) And then I realized after he got up that he had peed on the bus, in the seat, on the newspaper. Help. And the worst part is that people continue to get on the bus and sit on that. (gasps) How did you not say anything? I, I feel bad that I didn't stop people from sitting there. I didn't think someone would sit there, and then it's too late. Like, if someone's already sat, you shouldn't tell them that they're sitting and pee, right? I don't know. Maybe you should. But, like, ever since you've told me that story, I am, like, very aware of what seat I sit in. On the bus, on the subway, I will smell. I'll sniff like a dog. I'll be like... Because if there's a pee smell, I'm not going near it. Don't do it. Don't do it. That's so gross. That'll ruin your day. 
besides the pee, the buses are great. That was a one-time deal. I've probably ridden the bus, like, over 200 times. Like, you're a bus pro. It's, it was, it's okay. Speaking of pro, as in professional, Ellie is a professional at many different jobs. (gasps) Professional, I would say, is a stretch. No, she's professional. Ellie has had the most different types of jobs, and not saying, like, that in a bad way. She just, like, can do everything. No, it is weird. It is weird that I do that. I don't think it's weird. Basically, I just, I have a really ridiculous rent, and I have had to do the weirdest things to pay my bills. So like what? Tell us some of those things, Ellie. I don't even know. Well, I've been a nanny for several families, and that is good. That's Great money? Yeah, it's good money. I love kids, so it works out really well. I met some awesome families, but I also worked retail. That was okay. <laughs> <laughs> retail in New York is just different than well, anywhere it's else. Just, you meet... I've never even worked retail, but it's like when I go in a store, there are just so many people in there that it's overwhelming for myself. I can't even imagine working behind a cash register or trying to help somebody find something. Right, right. It's it's alarming. And we had like little earpieces. We could all talk to each other. I remember one day I had to get on and I was like, hey guys, um, there's a man in here. He's wearing headphones that aren't plugged into anything. And he's like pretending to sing. He's also like touching everything. Was it me? No, I don't think so. Oh, so never Yeah. Did. No, he kept, sticking, <laughs> he kept sticking his tongue out. Oh, it wasn't and he, me. he like rustled a woman's hair, a oh. customer. And so I had to be like, can someone please remove this man from the store? And they were like, Ellie, what are you talking about? I was like, no, no, no. Like, please get him out of here. He's in here. And we had security, but, like, they, they, they're not allowed to touch people, I guess. Oh, okay. So he had to well, just Well, then what's like, the point of security? Sir, please, just, I think, as, like, a... Intimidation. ...foreboding figure. Yeah, like, okay. it's supposed to, like, make people less likely to steal things. Mm-hmm. He was like, sir, please leave, please leave. And the guy was just like, bleh. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you all could see the face that she made right now with her <laughs> voice. That was I good. I think you could visualize it. But yeah, so like weird stuff happened all the time, and I was working super late, so I would get home late, and I was just like, eh, maybe this isn't for me. And how are you supposed to audition when you're working so late? Right. Um, me particularly. I need a lot of sleep, and I'm really bad at getting up in the morning if I haven't had sleep. You're not that bad, though. If we go to an audition together, Ellie is definitely there before I am. I truly think it's just a location thing. It could be, but Oh, I think it's also, I require no prep in the morning. Like, I will literally roll out of bed and, like, put some pants on. I will wear whatever shirt I was wearing under a coat. I don't bring anything. Right, because we're probably... Ellie, because she lives so close to auditions, I'll, like, meet her at the audition, we'll wait in line, sign up, and then we'll go back to her place, and I'll sleep on her couch. Next to my demon radiator. Her radiator, the first time that I was sleeping over there, I thought somebody was, like hitting metal on a wall, like, trying to wake me up. I thought somebody was getting in a fight. No, it was just a radiator. Totally normal. She's noisy. She is noisy. Yeah. Have you named her? No. Bertha. She could be a Bertha. I I believe it. Bertha. It's just, like, tons of sporadic sounds that are never consistent. They're not pleasant, either. No. Just, like, imagine, like, a man hitting a wrench into a pipe. Yes. That's... But he has his own tune, you know? There's No beat. No no steady beat. beat. Just all over the yeah, place. Yeah, just like whenever he feels like it. So back to your jobs. Ah, uh, yeah. So yeah, that, I mean, that's that's what I did. I currently work for an IT company. She's very technical. Technologically savvy. What can I say? I'm learning things every day. I just do lots of random things. And you, don't you run a social media? Account? I do, yes. I also work as like a 
brand manager for a new production company. That sounds so chic, a brand manager. I'm pretty sure that's my title. But also, the most important of her jobs, my personal favorite, is her photography job. Oh, yeah. That's like (laughs) your big thing, Ellie Hurdle Photography. If you haven't seen her pictures of me on my Instagram and the NYC Instagram, you can hit it up at I Am Audrey Powell, at NYC Podcast, and of course, at Ellie Hurdle Photography. Yes. So what kind of photography are you into? What kind of photography do you take pictures of? That's a terrible question. No, I do portrait photography. So I specialize in like lifestyle. I've been doing headshots. I love couples or family photography. That's really fun for me. But mostly I'm just interested in collaborating with people. Like if they have an idea and I haven't done it before, we'll just figure it out. Did you hear that, guys? Everyone listening, if you're in New York and you have an idea, seriously, hit Ellie up. She's awesome. My invisible boyfriend and I are taking a couple shoot with her soon. (laughs) Um, But when we went to take our pictures for NYC specifically, it was deathly cold. Super bitter cold in our photo shoot. But Audrey looks warm, y'all. She is that bright. Thank you. She's such a warm person. I was not warm, let me tell you. I was freezing and... I thought it would be cute to wear this off-the-shoulder top, looking all cute, thinking I looked good, and it was worth it, but would I do it again? I don't know. My cheetah jacket was very warm, though, I will say. I wore it last night, too, and I was like, I'm going to be cold in this, but no. But also, I'm a hot-natured human being. Yes. I will sweat anytime, anywhere. It doesn't matter if it's negative five degrees outside. I'm going to be sweating. Like, tonight after my workout class, I was outside, jacket unzipped, open I thought about taking it off and I'm wearing a tank top and leggings and I was like I can't do this I'm gonna have a heat stroke it's just not cute and it's winter like it's 30 degrees outside and I'm still sweating and I'm like why does this happen to me I'm just a sweaty girl just a sweaty gal did you hear that boys I'm a sweaty girl (laughs) that's the name of this episode oh oh god (laughs) what do they think it's about me well, I'm going to be like, Ellie Hurdle, a sweaty girl, joins me. That, I have been called that before, though. You have? Yeah, I was doing a show three, two summers ago, and the guy who I played opposite of, Russell, I love you, he, we had to hold each other in an embrace and freeze for like 15 minutes. Okay, it was like 13, but still. still. And because of the song that was happening, it was so quiet, and there, we didn't have mics, they cut the AC. So we stood there, and we sweat all over each other for that whole amount of time. Like, sweat would literally be, like, pooling in my collarbones. Like, (gasps) disgusting. And we were both just, oh, just nasty. And he would be like, for such a dainty girl, you sweat (laughs) so much. (laughs) I would not consider myself a dainty girl. So when I sweat, I think it's expected. But I was doing a show one time, and we had to stand frozen in, like, a salute. And... It would drip down my face and get in my eye and get my... You, when you taste it. And it's yeah. just like, you can't do anything and you have to stand there and smile. But the audience members are watching you sweat. Like, yeah. they're not looking at anything else. They're just like, oh my god, that girl is so sweaty. Yeah. How am I going to be on the Broadway if I'm so sweaty? Surely people on Broadway sweat. I don't know. I'm taking a poll. Broadway people, if you're listening, let me know if you sweat or not. And if you don't, tell me your secret. So what type of roles would you have on your resume? Well, I'm a young ingenue, typically. And what is an ingenue? Oh, it's like the love interest. So like, 
typically it's like the young lover character. Okay, okay. Typically plays opposite of a male ingenue. You could play Joanna and Sweeney Todd. She's young. Yeah. Right? Like, Ellie can go in for high school roles and pass as a high schooler. Correct. Not that she really looks like a high schooler, but in the theater world. Yeah, I'm also just, like, not very tall, little bones. <laughs> it's just, like, if you put me next to someone who is taller, no matter really like what my myself. face looks like, I'm just from afar, gonna read younger. But that's such a good thing right now because so many shows are casting, it's like high school setting, young people, theme, right, that Right, but sort of they thing. never cast actual high schoolers. They're always pulling from like 20-year-olds or, right. you know, in your mid-20s. Some of them are even pulling from like your late 20s. Right. Has that been a surprise to you? Like, what surprised you the most about auditions here? It's kind of what I expected. Okay. In terms of like type, I feel like I've understood my type for a while, just because it's pretty basic, pretty on the nose. I also had the opportunity to work a lot outside of school, which was helpful because I could see how people were casting me. Yeah. And, like, where I fit kind of in the whole scheme of things. Right. So that's probably really helpful here. Yeah, it's just here I realized there's, like, 8 million other girls who are the exact same type as me. There are 8 (laughs) trillion girls in theater. But Ellie and I... We tend to be audition buddies. It's like a moral support. If somebody else is going, I'm being held accountable for being there. So that makes me want to wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning versus if it's just myself. I will do it, but I don't like it as much because when you meet someone there, it's like, oh, a familiar face, that sort of thing. Even though I run into TCU people all the time at auditions. Oh, yeah. Our community is pretty big here, so that's nice. Which I love. I really do. It's so nice. Okay, so moving on to our next topic, Subway Scaries, which Ellie already kind of gave us her bus scaries, and these aren't (laughs) meant to scare you. Can I just put that out there? It's supposed to be funny, like Sunday scaries, Subway scaries, you know, same thing. But um, Ellie has had some interesting things happen to her on the subway. Would you care to share any of your wonderful stories? Sure. Wonderful, I think, is a stretch there. (laughs) (laughs) I think... If you know me as a person, you know that just, like, weird, unfortunate things happen to me kind of all the time. Yes. But also, um, self-deprecating humor is my most favorite, so it works. We love it. It all just, like, works in tandem. One day on the subway, well, I was on the platform, so I guess I was going to an appointment, an audition that I had a time for, so I actually had makeup on, did my hair, I looked probably, like, a thousand times more presentable than I normally do. (laughs) I never wear makeup or do my hair, but I had everything, whatever. I, I looked... You were all dolled up. I was all dolled up, and I was standing waiting for my train, and out of nowhere, this very small man just runs up to me, and he's holding his phone, and he takes a picture, like, six inches from my face, <laughs> and then stands there, looks at it, and runs away. Do you think he thought you were someone famous? I mean, I have to assume. That that would maybe, because I I looked nice maybe, but I was shook. Like, he didn't count me in. He didn't do anything. (laughs) I don't even know what face I was making. I think I was really alarmed. (laughs) Like, I was, what is he going to do? Like, you wouldn't know to smile for that. Like, why is a person sticking their phone six inches? I'm sure I had, like, at least two chins. It's just, like, (laughs) he could have, he could have told me, you know? I would have maybe smiled. I don't know. If somebody was like, can I take your picture and it was a random stranger, I don't well, know. Well, I'm not saying he... If he asked, I would have said no. <laughs> but if he at least would have given me some signs. 
instead of a phone in your face. Right. I have no idea where that is. Like, what, where is that picture? Floating around the interwebs. In my shears. If you you can find this picture of Ellie, I'm begging you. That would be so funny. Ask for a picture of a redhead. Just Google it. Redhead at Subway platform. platform. Have I lived here? I don't even know. Don't even know if Subway platform. <laughs> That's really funny. That was a good one. That was a good a good time. I was so frazzled. Always. But I'm always frazzled on the subway. We were just talking about how on the subway you are going to fall 99% of the time. You feel like you're going to fall at least. It can definitely lead to some unsteady situations. I always get confident. I'm like, I live here. I don't need to hold on to anything. And the second I do, the subway's like, joke's on you, bitch. Boom! And it just goes (laughs) off. And I almost fall on top of people. I normally can catch myself. But, like, one time I was just holding on to the top of the subway. Like, I literally had my hand on the ceiling. And I slipped back. And I didn't fall onto people. But I was leaning. Like, most of my body weight was on top of the people next to me. And they were very upset about it they were just like get off and I was like I'm not doing this on purpose like I don't know but a lot of people are nice it's just not when you're putting all of your body weight and your backpack and your purse and the other bag you're carrying onto them right fair enough I I have to say I mean I think I would be kind of mad if somebody did that to me though I don't know one time this little old couple was on the subway and the lady was starting to fall and she just straight up grabbed my arm like grabbed it and I was like oh and she goes I'm so sorry she's like I didn't mean to grab you I just thought I was gonna fall down and I was like no it's cool like you can hold my arm if you need to oh my gosh that's so cute (laughs) she held my arm the whole way Oh, my god! Mine and her husband's. That's really cute. It was actually really cute. I didn't mind. I had an old woman, one time she was standing next to me, and she just started talking to me on the subway, and she was complimenting my cheetah coat the entire time. I was like, you can stay with me the entire ride. Like, that's a nice, pleasant experience. Exactly. So, who needs subway scaries? If you just meet a friendly old person on the subway, you're fine. Yeah. You have, unfortunately, taken a tumble on the subway. I have. I, like, I don't even remember the day it was. Don't remember what I was doing. I just remember I was not prepared in the subway. are we like, ever prepared in jolted, the subway? jolted, and I completely fell down onto the floor. Mm. Like, didn't catch myself. I'm not even sure I tried. <laughs> just <laughs> subway take me. I was just like, yep, we're going down. <laughs> and I fell. And then, like, these two guys were trying to, like, help me up. But it was just really embarrassing at that oh, point. And I just kind of, like, wanted them to leave me alone. No. And it was one of those things where I was like, maybe I should just stay here. Like, just lie on the subway. Yeah. Floor. Like, maybe I should just. I feel like people would step on you, though. Maybe. They definitely would. Was it a crowded train? No. Oh, maybe not. But they. But like, that's the worst part. Like, it's not like there were just so many people. I didn't have something to hold on to. Like, you I just, was just didn't. I was just not holding on to anything <laughs> and standing in the middle of everything. And I completely fell on the ground. Now you've learned your lesson, though. At least reach for something, you be, know? Be within arm's distance of something that you can hold so you but don't it's just fall so down. awkward to grab onto a stranger. Like, I just feel uncomfortable. I don't know if I would rather fall or grab onto someone I don't know's arm. Because I don't want them to, like, get mad or offended. Oh, no, you fall. I don't want to grab somebody. <laughs> <laughs> what if you take them down with you? Right. So, I'm um, just a tip to everybody... Make sure you have something to grab onto on the subway. Even if they're packed in, like you're packed in like sardines, just find something besides the ceiling because that was not good for me. Or a friend. A friend. Travel in pairs. Yeah. Not always necessary because you have to do things on your own, but like it's always nice to just have somebody, like you make eye contact and it's like, if I'm going down, you're going with me. Yeah. That sort of thing. Audrey's held my arm before a whole subway ride. Yeah, we were coming back from somewhere and you you held my arm so I didn't fall down. 
Oh, I like thought you said I held your arm so I didn't fall down. And I was no. like, if I fell down and I was holding your arm, you I were would... sitting down and you held my arm so oh. that I didn't fall. Because I would definitely have taken you down with me no. if it was both of us going. I would have been like, Boo. no, you you kept me steady. Oh well, wow, pat myself on the back. There you go. Ellie just made a really because <laughs> <laughs> you did that so that they would hear you. I did. So now we have our hotspot of the week, which is the fabulous Chelsea Market. It has shops, it has food, it has anything you can think of. And yeah, Ellie and I just went there last week. It was really fun. What is your favorite part of Chelsea Market, Ellie? Um, okay, two favorite parts for food. Very Fresh Noodles is so good. I've never been there. Oh my gosh, it's delicious. I got like a beef broth bowl and it, they like pound the noodles there. So they're like handmade, super fresh, delicious. That sounds amazing. So I highly recommend that. But also Artists and Fleas is like my favorite part of Chelsea Market. If you ever want to feel like you're in, I mean, like a mar, it is a market. Wow, that's a really good one, Audrey. But it's just like there's so many little booths everywhere. It's just you don't have to go from store to store. It's just like, oh, let me move from this one to the next one. So it's all in one place. Yeah, it's just a bunch of local vendors and artists, and they set up shop in this one big room, and you can just kind of like mill about and find stuff you like. And there's an amazing bag and accessory store in the Artisan Fleas area called Min and Mon. And I actually got a purse from there for Christmas. It's leather. It's handmade. They only make a certain amount of the bag. So it's not like everybody in the world's going to have it. And what I really like about it is they aren't afraid to be unique. They, I have eyes on the side of my bag. And then there's like a geometric pattern. But they just try out all kinds of fun things. So I highly recommend, if not purchasing a Minimod bag, at least checking them out. They have wallets keychains, uh, belts. I think they even have belts. Mm-hmm, they do. But yeah, Ellie was actually with me when I found my bag. Yes, and it's in some of the photos that I took of you. It is. You know what? I'll post one with the Minimon bag and I'll tag them so everybody check them out. But I told myself I wasn't going to buy it unless I was thinking about it three days later. And guess what? I was. So I went back and bought it, obviously. Um, but they have a stand in Chelsea Market, so everybody should check it out. I also got some really good chicken fingers from there. I don't remember where it was. Oh, I know what it was. Was it, um, Creamline? Yeah, Creamline. Creamline has great chicken fingers. And I'm a big chicken finger connoisseur. I love trying different types of chicken fingers. And, um, yeah, those were really good. So I liked it. How many times can you say chicken fingers, Audrey? Too many. If I had, if I could (laughs) eat one thing for the rest of my life, it would be chicken fingers. And I'm not ashamed of that. I miss Canes so much. Canes, if you're listening to this, I know you're a company, but if you're listening to this, just know that I miss you and I love you. And we need a New York City location. Yes, that would be great. Chick-fil-A is up here, but like, those are great nuggets. I talked about Chick-fil-A in my last episode too. Oh my gosh, sad when you talk about Chick-fil-A too much. Chick-fil-A is great for nuggets, but Chicken Fingers, Canes, or you can go to Creamline at Chelsea Market. But just some of the other places they have in Chelsea Market, they have an anthropology. Oh, Colin Pistol's really good. It's like an oyster bar. Ooh. Yeah, it's super yummy. You can get seafood. That's the thing I like about it. There's a ton of variety. Like, there's a donuttery with all the donuts. Yes. You can get noodles like Ellie's talking, uh, talking about. You can get chicken fingers. You can get oysters. 
Um, they have a lot of bakeries, all kinds of good. They have a little pie shop, but they're meat pies. I had one of those. It was really good. Like in Sweeney Todd. Like in Sweeney Todd, Audrey. You knew I was going to go there, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, thought yep. so. They also have an espresso place, coffee shop, um, just all kinds of fun stuff. But it's not just food. They also have shopping, um, like we are talking about, artisan fleas. But I definitely think it can be a touristy spot. Yes. But it's also just a really cool place to visit. Yeah, go you, during the weekday. Don't go during the weekend unless you're mentally prepared to push through crowds of people. Try to go during the weekday. Maybe walk the High Line right before. It oh, dead ends yeah. to Chelsea Market. Also, Meatpacking District is just super cool, and it's right around there, too. It's a great area. Yeah, you could spend a whole day there. Oh, my gosh, yeah, because when we were walking up to Chelsea Market, there were so many little cute boutiques I wanted to go in. Yes. So not only can you go to Chelsea Market, but you can make a whole day out of it. Yeah. Chelsea Market, thanks for being our hotspot of the week, and just thanks for being a place that I know I can go to in New York, and I'm just going to be happy when I leave. Yeah. So now to finish up, we're moving on to our NYC Survival Guide. So this is when we help you survive in the city as we try to survive and thrive in this city. So Ellie, what would you say your NYC survival tip is? I have two tips. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was me thinking. Yeah. I have two tips. I would say one of them is prior to moving. So I feel like a lot of times before people come to New York, they get really scared about how expensive everything is, which is valid. It's very expensive. New York is crazy expensive, especially for some of us coming from, you know, smaller cities. Like, I came from Fort Worth, where, you know, it's like half the price. Right. At least the groceries are groceries are cheaper. Yeah, I mean, it's an adjustment. But I say instead of taking time, saving before you move, like, obviously, try to save. Be prepared. Be prepared. But I think putting off your move to make money is less beneficial than just moving up here and making money while you're here. Wow, I really agree with that. I mean, you're going to make more money here than you're going to make in a small city. You know, the minimum wage is much higher than it is in Texas. It just got moved up to $15 an hour. Right, and when I was working in Texas, it was seven twenty-five was minimum wage, which is a huge difference. So instead of saving there, it was way better for me to save here. And instead of, I just worked full time. So for a few months, I was just working all the time, saving here. And then now I can kind of focus more on part-time work and auditioning and things like that. But I think if I would have stayed in Texas, I just never would have had enough money. And I think you just have to decide you're coming and move up here because if you don't you might not end up coming here like I had a almost graduation crisis where I didn't know where I was going to go and I was like oh should I go to DC should I go to Chicago which are fabulous cities but my professor sat me down and she was like if you want to go to New York go now because if you go somewhere else you're going to get settled and create this life and why would you uproot that life and move to New York it just wouldn't happen no and I feel like it's it's not permanent, you know, like, do it. If you get here and you realize, like, oh, shoot, I actually am not making enough money and I didn't, you can either downsize here or go somewhere else. But being scared is not a solution. Wow. That's a catchphrase. Being scared is not a solution. I love that. Thank you. Episode title? Maybe. 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 That's better than Sweaty Girl, so. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, what is your other tip that you were going to tell us oh it kind of ties off of that just 
don't say no to opportunities. But Amen. also, don't be scared to say no when you have an opportunity and you are either feeling burnt out or you're realizing like, hey, I'm doing too much. Coming from me, I do the most. Yes. But also, like, don't be scared to be like, hey, this is too much. But don't decide that until you've, like, done it and you've said yes and you've tried it. Because I found, I've just found so many cool opportunities through me being like, yeah, okay, to stuff that I normally would have said no to. Yes. For me, it's like, I always tell myself, if it doesn't work out, at least it'll be a good story. Oh, for sure. Because that's what matters at the end of the day. Like, you went, you did it. It's over. Yeah. It could lead to something amazing. It could just be like, okay, but at least you did it and you have a story to tell. And you learn. Like, oh, yeah, I I don't want to work retail in New York City, but hey, now I know because I said yeah. Right. Right. What great survival tips. Thank you so much. Also inspiring. Wow. I'm over here talking about buses and you're like, never say no to opportunity. And I'm like, yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, My survival tip, which some people might not agree with this because... It could be expensive, but I really loved having a broker. My broker saved my life, and she was just so helpful for a person who had no idea what she was getting into with the New York real estate market. But for me, just you have to give apartment companies so much information about yourself, and I would have had no idea what I was doing if it wasn't for her. She guided me and my mom so well, And you do have to pay a broker fee, but I would not be in the apartment I'm in that I really love if it wasn't for her. I am so happy where I live right now. So I highly recommend getting a broker, but like I said, there are other ways to do it if you don't want to do that. Street Easy is a great way. Um, So either one of those things. I guess my tip is broker or Street Easy because I think I've done the most things on Street Easy. I would also say ask around before you find a broker. Yes, I got mine off of a recommendation. Yes, I would ask friends for recommendations. That's a really good tip. Yes. Because I think if I just picked someone random, it wouldn't have been as personal because she knew my mutual friend. So it was like we already had a connection. Right, and then you feel like a little bit better about giving them such a big chunk of money because you're like, hey, I know you're a good person. Like, you come highly recommended. Right. I don't mind sharing with you right if you you know just find someone random you have potentially a negative situation correct which that's the thing like I know people that have had not great experiences with brokers but like my experiences was great my experiences my experience was great but also I have so many friends that found their apartments on street easy and they have fabulous places yeah Ellie thank you so much for being on the show seriously guys when I say she's a fabulous photographer I'm not just saying that because she's one of my best friends I'm just, I'm saying that because she is and if you are in New York and you are an influencer, or you want to be an influencer, or you want lifestyle photos or headshots, she literally has this whole little setup in her apartment. It's great. Y'all should hit her up. Thank you. And where can our listeners keep up with you, Ellie? On Instagram. What are your usernames? Yeah. Um, my Instagram is at Ellie, H-E-R-T, and my photography account is in my bio. There you go. And as always, you can follow me at I am Audrey Powell. Or you can follow both myself and NYC at NYC Podcast. And guys, I have a really exciting announcement. We are officially on Apple Podcast. I am so excited to be expanding. I'm so glad that we're on Spotify. But now, if you don't have a Spotify account or you prefer podcast, the app on Apple, you can use both. So subscribe to us on podcast and make sure to follow us on Spotify. And I hope you have a fabulous rest of your day.